episode of our inner voices this is the podcast where we discuss a variety of interesting topics and ideas um as usual i'm your host noah Dioye. today my guest is matt miller a very special friend of mine and uh, when i say special i don't mean like he's uh, he has a, he has problems in the head I just <laughs> but yeah i'll yeah i'll let him introduce himself hello everyone i'm matt miller a good friend of noah's and i'm still at nottingham studying computer science Thank you, Matt. And now today, uh, we today we're talking about artificial intelligence. Ooh, spooky, right? So, like artificial intelligence. Um, well, the topic of the day, because I always have to have a topic. So it's like AI, the machine takeover. Um, as we go on in the episode, you understand why we mentioned the machine takeover. So first of all, I'll just give you a brief definition of um, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is intelligence displayed by machines in contrast with the natural natural and natural intelligence displayed by humans and other animals so for example um we expect normally like as human beings we are born with a brain and over time the brain develops and like more ideas come into the brain which help us form into like the people we are um whereas with a machine it would be i mean ideally you would expect it to be like temporary like um, not temporary artificial yeah You'd expect it to be artificial. Like Matt, do you have any like another example of like what artificial intelligence w- would be? Yeah, so an application of artificial intelligence, uh, like it's something we use daily, is Google search engine algorithm, which uses deep neural networks to analyze information, ranking pages in order of popularity to you. So when you search for something on the internet, and the results that come up, say from a local. Um, local business to you that's because of the deep search um, algorithm finds things based to your um interests i remember that and i remember thinking that stuff was really weird because like that's why all these companies sometimes have like all this information about you so like there's effectively i don't i I mean i don't understand it properly but it's effectively a robot which like um compiles information about everybody like what websites you go on the most and then compiles that information and gives it to gives it to companies yeah so the big thing with artificial intelligence is to do with data and the more you feed in data the more it learns there's a huge concept in artificial intelligence which is machine learning which is based around the fact that algorithms develop and grow based on the information that you give them so if your phone um, picks up your daily uh, steps and walk-in routine then over every day as it collects information it builds a stronger and stronger idea of what you do day to day so it can develop that algorithm and give you more tips say for um, quicker routes to your destination or gives you ideas on what you could buy based on what you need yeah or like give you better like routes to where you're going and stuff like that so now the first question um, we have the first um, point of discussion today is are you um, is human intelligence and machine intelligence the same now obviously the obvious I know the obvious answer is, sounds like a you know, stupid question they are they are no stupid questions but man, how do you feel about that for me the idea which separates the intelligence between humans and machines is the realm of consciousness 
and to even define a computer having consciousness or even to define us as a human beings having consciousness is beyond the scope of human language. To, to apply that state to a machine is pretty incomprehensible. Yeah, like for like, so if I understand what you're trying to say, it's like we don't, it's like human beings, for example, don't even understand, like our consciousness is so complicated that it's something we're still trying to figure out. And like, you know, if we can't even understand it, like I can't even explain to you exactly why I'm angry sometimes. I have, because all I know is I explain things to you in fee based on feelings, like this is how I felt. So if we can't even explain that, how, you know, how is AI meant to be able to even understand that? Yeah, so that's one of the main big things about artificial intelligence is that it's not really about the algorithms behind how the um, how they're developed. It's more about the data because with the data, the data is how the um, how how the machine learning works. Um, machine learning is a huge concept um, behind artificial intelligence, as it's um, how the study of computer algorithms improve automatically through experience. And the more you feed an intelligent agent data, the smarter and more accurate they become because they learn directly through the data. So if you're putting into um, your iPhone every day um, information about likes on Facebook, uh, pages you view, groups you're in, then it can learn over and over time that, uh, products that it can advertise you like specifically to such a high accuracy and like really uh, tailor the ads to your interest. So still on the top on the point of uh, is uh, can um, the human can inter human intelligence and machine intelligence be the same? Now we go into like one of the biggest arguments against human intelligence um, ever being comparable to machine intelligence is the idea of consciousness, right? So there is no real um, concrete definition or explanation for what consciousness is. Consciousness is um, the best I can do uh, from a personal standpoint is consciousness is that awareness that you are a, a living creature. So, like when you wake up, when you wake up in the morning, that first realization that you are alive and you exist, that I, that feeling of existence, like oh, I'm still, you know, I'm still here. That for me is consciousness. Like um, the philosopher Rene Descartes, he said um, for him, consciousness was the was like he summed up consciousness. Not he didn't sum up consciousness, but he explained it partly in with this statement, which is like I think, therefore I am. So the idea that because I am aware of myself and my thoughts, and aware of the fact that I'm actually thinking about being conscious, therefore I am conscious. And this is not something that I think um, artificial intelligence will ever be able to have because you know it's not consciousness is not something that we created, and you can maybe create artificial consciousness, but it will never be you know the real deal. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think that they can have consciousness, but then uh, developers and researchers are going to try to get them to the next best thing, which is just uh, super intelligent beings. And um, to develop super intelligent beings, there's a um, range of particular traits or capabilities that a agent must exhibit. So one of which is reasoning. And for a agents a reason they must develop um, algorithms which imitate the step-by-step -step instructions we take like day-to-day -day life so for example making toast you take the bread out the loaf you put it in the toaster you push the button down and you wait and the algorithm would have to imitate that step-by-step -step instruction for it to 
identify its problem-solving capabilities. And there's other ones as well, such as uh, knowledge representation, which is when a agent uh, understands the real world, so it understands the difference between objects, it knows the difference between a bottle and a can, and it, um, it understands time and states, it knows when it's dark, it knows when it's night. And these are just a subset of things that a um, artificial agent must develop into to become a super intelligent. But also, there are other reasons like why consciousness is something that's probably not possible for AI. Like, for example, um, we'll be on this briefly and then we'll move on to the next one. But for example, machines, AI can feel pain. You know, the idea of pain, the idea of emotions is it's not like is it possible for ai to ever get to a point where they can you know fall in love like i guess i might say it is possible that you might you don't like it's, it, you don't actually need the robot to actually be in love then the robot just maybe needs to like you know feel like they are yeah i think that's a different branch of ai to go down i think that the way i think of ai is for automation and for it to be used in industry and for um, tasks to get completed at a fraction of the time that um, you can normally complete them with a human workforce. But then I guess there is that uh, Westworld version of AI where you can't distinguish um, normal human beings from artificial human beings. Sorry, could you, um, Westworld, could you elaborate on that? I mean, I know what Westworld is, but the listeners might not know what Westworld is. Westworld is a TV series in which there's a huge wasteland which is full of artificial humans and it's where you can pay a mad amount of money to go to and you just go you just end up shooting but i i i don't even know i reckon you can describe this <laughs> yeah so it's like um yeah like you said it's like a wasteland um, it's, it's, it's a business really rich people pay tons of money to go into this world and do things that in the real world they wouldn't be allowed to do so like you know Human beings love sex <laughs> a lot. So obviously, as you can imagine, the first thing a lot of people want to do in a fake world is have a lot of sex. And, you know, the robots, they, they're robots, but they're dressed as humans. And I promise you, I mean, obviously, they use real actors in the in the series, but it's, it's creepy. And But they do other things like if you want to live out your fantasy as a cowboy, you can go into the Wild West and kill a lot of people, you know, save the day, do a lot of things. But then... A lot of problems start arising because you know we'll get to that in the later in the next segment anyway. But you should check out Westworld; it's a really good show. It stars Anthony Hopkins. Well, you know, with that being said, um, we just like this is the conclusion to the first segment. Tune in for the second. So when we left, um, we were talking about artificial intelligence. Welcome back, by the way. I always forget to say, but yeah, and. In this segment, we're going to be discussing a bit. We're going to be going a bit more in depth. So, like you know, we start with um, what are the benefits of artificial intelligence? Like you know, I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of like negatives about artificial intelligence, but you know, let's start from the positives. 
Yeah, so most importantly, without AI, gaming would be very boring. So in uh, any game, so where we play FIFA, whenever we play an opponent, it is with the help of AI that the machine plays the game and moves in response to ours. Yeah, and like, um, yeah, it's the biggest in gaming because, you know, like uh, if you play FIFA, if you play a lot of um, video games, it usually tries to understand what you're going to do and react to it in like real time, which is, you know, this artificial intelligence. Well, you know, there are lots of other positives about artificial intelligence. Like, so the the Elon Musk's um, Tesla cars, the ones which are meant to be, meant to drive themselves. I, like, I've never been in one. I believe personally that that's a sick idea. I believe that having self-driving cars, if they can be, um, if they can, if it, if the science behind it can be can be strong enough to ensure that we don't have like accidents or unnecessary like take like people can hack into the system of, and mess everything up. If that could be assured, then I'm I'm all for it because you know that is useful. Like sometimes a lot of people have this problem. For example, when you go out and you don't want to drink because you're a designated driver. Imagine if there were you all had Tesla cars, you'd just be able to like drink as much as you wanted help you'd be able to still keep drinking while the tesla is driving you know what else is um yeah what else would be an advantage yes yeah, so ai can be used anywhere really to optimize any problem to have to fulfill requirements where humans can't possibly cope so in like the medical field for example we can use um artificial systems to accurately predict diagnoses in patients so we can help determine whether they've got a disease whether they haven't and um instantly link up any sort of treatment that they have based on that um ai prediction yeah that's a really good one and you know obviously like um the one i mentioned earlier is like you know with social media a lot of times your recommendations for friends um, like on Facebook, your recommendations for where to go and eat, your recommendations for um, what Ubers, all those systems, they use artificial intelligence to an extent to, you know, just make the system be, autom like make the system, make life easier for you. So like those choices and recommendations, you really like them in the end of the day. Like if you get McDonald's, if you get linked to a McDonald's like ads, just because they know you always visit McDonald's, it makes it easier for you because you can, you know, you might actually just be really like McDonald's. I'm going off point, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's an arms race now between a lot of the companies, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. They all want you to spend time on their, um, on their apps. And the more time you spend on their apps, the more money they will get from advertisements. So now it's an arms race between who can develop the best AI in terms of to, um, how to keep you on their pages, how to keep you um, best entertained, like the algorithms behind what they might put on your news feed, like what your interests will be. Well, I, you know, as, with everything that has good good sides, there's always bad sides to it. And um, I remember, I, I know that we were talking earlier about like um, AI's um, influence on jobs. Could you just elaborate? Like that's one of the negatives of AI. Yeah, so I think AI's influences in jobs are the biggest drawback to the advancement there because of um, it has found that 30% of uh, tasks in 60% of companies can be computerized. And also it has found that 10 million UK workers within the next 15 years are at high risk of being replaced by robots. So you can completely understand this as 
from what we've seen so far. So from in a football game, for example, with goal line technology, you can see how that could eventually drive out referees as the referee has normally an imperfect knowledge of the whole pitch, whereas a AI would have a perfect knowledge of the pitch and would be able to see all the whole state of play at all times. So there would therefore be no, like, it would make a ref completely redundant. And also, if, like, for tax returns, a, instead of paying somebody to spend an hour on a tax return, you could just have a AI do it in a fraction of a time. Yeah, like, um, I'll give one more example and then we'll move on. So it's like, one of the biggest drawbacks of AI is, you know, for me, I think it's the human problem. And when I say the human problems, like, um, I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, um, maybe there was one of those mass shootings in America. George Bush made a famous statement, which people mocked him for. It was like, guns don't kill people, people kill people, right? Over time, thinking about it, it makes more sense every day. Like, human beings are actually the biggest threat to the world. And, you know, one of the biggest problems AI could have is they could be a rogue. So, for example, in Westworld, it's like, the, the main character, I don't want to spoil it for you, but, you know, let's give an example of, let's say, a mad scientist, a Frankenstein type of person who is, like, disenfranchised from the real world and feels like humans are scumbags, you know? He can push it with the AI and go through all the, like, restrictions and create intelligence better than us. What happens then? Yeah, exactly. As the human species, we've always been used to being at the top of the food chain. We've never had to worry about anything taking over. So, because of the human brain has the distinct capabilities that the brains of the animals lack. So, if AI surpasses humanity in general intelligence, then this will be like difficult to control. And normally, we've had the fate of many animals held on goodwill. So, we could easily eradicate any species if we really wanted to. And if super intelligent agents became more advanced, then they would easily be able to eradicate our species. I would, mate, I, I was just, I saw an example today. Sam Harris was talking about an example. Remember the video we watched earlier? And he was saying how with ants, for example, like we just let them live because you'd be like, yeah, we can't bother today to kill you. But if they ever go in, get in the way of our goals, we just destroy them instantly, right? And he was saying this because he was like, imagine if AI gets uh, so powerful and more intelligent than we are. They, there's no, like, reassurance that they're not just going to be like you guys are too dumb man and kill all of us you know <laughs> but but yeah so what is the future like what do you think the future holds for artificial intelligence well i think that if it ever advances to the point where it's putting human life at risk or whether it puts the whole of the human species at risk if it starts developing consciousness if it can feel pain then there'll be a lot of ethical sides to it so it would need to be highly regulated but I think that for the next 50 years, it's probably nothing to worry about. But the thing about regulations is like, you know, for example, they tried to regulate the banking system. Look how that went. If you try to regulate AI to like, you know, to what extent do you think they could actually understand what they're doing? You know, like if you imagine that human beings haven't reached our full potential brain wise, imagine if the AI was able to supersede what we have done and how would regulations even stop them? Well, I think that ultimately, as a developer constructing the artificial intelligence, you would hope that they would have some sort of power to deconstruct it if needs be. Yes, fair enough. 
I mean, I don't know if anybody remembers the cartoon, The Jetsons. Um, this is the final one. But yeah, in The Jetsons, it seems like everybody was having a good time, right? Um, robots and humans coexisted, like, you know, with each other. Rosie the robot was treated like, a, you know, she was treated very well. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know why it has to be sometimes so negative. Like, as human beings, fair enough, we're... We're very scared of the unknown. We hate the unknown. So every time something new is coming around, we start panicking like, oh, this is the biblical end of days. But isn't it possible that we could just create a world where AI works hand in hand with us and, you know, just for our needs? Like, I mean, that would be pretty cool. But yeah, Matt, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I think the whole world will be taken over and ultimately we will die from a robot infested plague. I hope that's not, I hope that's not what happens. That would be very stressful. Well, anyway, guys, um, this has been another episode of Iron of Voices. This is the conclusion to this week's episode. I really hope you enjoy it. And um, as usual, I'm your boy, Noah. Watch out for the robots. Peace out. Iron of Voices. Iron of Voices.